Welcome back, boys and girls. It is week seven of the college football season, and therefore it follows that is week seven of the Carla and Crappy Show. Not only is it week seven of those two things, for the second week in a row, we welcome back our very own Ken Jennings in this series of Jeopardy guest hosts. AJ Kuftik um, yes. is, is, is back with us while as Carla continues to learn about, um, to love late night football and late night feedings and, and all the other stuff that, that goes with having Listen. a new child. Yeah, very proud, very proud to welcome Carla to the After Dark family. It's, it's uh, how it happened to you, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've always <laughs> been an After Dark sort of. Uh, I've always been a, a late night person. Sure. Uh, but yes, watching college football very late at night and then having an excuse to do so, it's perfect. <laughs> so uh, yes, so shout out to Carla. She was uh, she was texting at like midnight. So shout out to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was having a great time. I would, I would point out that I was, um, without any reason to, to be doing so, I was up that late. Uh, I was up until midnight-ish last Saturday as well. Welcome. Um, and we that welcome was, everyone to the and after that was crew. that was after getting up at quarter till six to get the tailgate part ready for the for the Ohio State game that we went to in person. Um, there was a nap. There was a nap in there after we got after I got home. Yeah, it was like the third or fourth quarter of the Ohio State game, wasn't it? <sighs> I need a rim shot. I need a rim shot sound effect <laughs> that we would put in right there. Um. Uh, we start, as we always do, with a look back. AJ, what was the best thing you saw last weekend? Um, can we talk about how, like, all, like almost there were two different fireworks factory explosions. Mm-hmm. There was the noon slot mm-hmm. with uh, the Web Wibble Wibble that was as stupid as advertised. Hi, we've told the, you on this show yes. that that is the stupidest game of the year, and it lives up to it, it every single it never, time. never, ever disappoints. And I told you that Arkansas Ole Miss was going to be stupid and both of these teams wanted to prove something. So we told you that too. Mm -hmm. Just what I'm saying is you should listen to the Carlin Krabby show. And if your friends don't listen, you should tell them to listen. And if they want to leave a rating, it's five stars or get out. Anyways. um, I agree. There were two different periods of like, there was noon and it was like, everything's going on and trying to watch Red River and, uh, in the Arkansas Ole Miss game, and it's just going like back-to-back explosions going down to the wire on both games, and it just felt like, ah, the whole season's happening right now, right? <laughs> and then the like afternoon slate's generally pretty chill because we had to watch 20-some punts in, a, in the Penn State-Iowa game. I watched that whole game, and I regret every second of it. <laughs> Thankfully, I have other games on this television to, that, so I didn't just see punt after punt. Right. Um, Prayers up for Sean Clifford, otherwise Penn State. <laughs> it's going to be a rough rest of the year. Yeah. And uh, and then the evening slate hits. And we've got Michigan, Nebraska, and Alabama, uh, A&M. And there was a third game that was going off. I can't remember what game uh, it was. But there was like, oh, no. It was, I was watching Kentucky LSU and just watching Kentucky run all over LSU. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's just so much going on. And ND, um, ND uh, Virginia oh, yeah, Tech. Notre Dame, was Virginia it, was Tech. it good? That was a fun game, too. Um, fun that finish that one as well. The end. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the bottom left corner of my screen was um, the UCLA, post, the USC, excuse me, not UCLA, USC postulate happening yet again. Um, where USC is at home and then gets whomped by a team that doesn't deserve to whomp them. Um, I don't know why this is. Uh, just throwing this out there. <clears throat> Next this week is USC at Notre Dame. Good luck, uh, good luck, Irish. This oh, might end poorly. Oh boy, yeah, that's um, 
Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. This is and not if, a, if, if the postulate, if the postulate holds true, um, that's that's going to be an ugly game for uh, for my friend Gabby. Um, yeah, I'm real sorry, Gabby. Uh, we've never <laughs> met. We've never actually talked. You heard my voice mid show. That's fine. Yes. Um, yes. But I'm really sorry. This might end poorly for the Fighting Irish because USC's not at home. Um, it, listen, it's the friendly confines of the Coliseum at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was the fact that there were two distinct different like periods of, okay, what about this game? What about this game? What about this game? And you had to go multi-screen or multi games on a screen to even attempt to yeah. keep up. And it felt, it felt normal and right. It uh, the, the evening slate felt awesome. Um, and uh, you know, I, 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 my nap coincided like with the first half of, of Penn state, Iowa. Um, so we had the second half of that on while we were sort of, we were having dinner and stuff. Um, and then the, the, the evening games, um, I, I was at my folks house, so I'm a little technologically challenged, but I had, I had an iPad, I had a phone, I had a uh, picture in picture on the television and just kind of going back and forth. And it was an absolute ball. Um, because there, there were so many that were good that they came down to the end. Uh, that was it. It was a great, great evening. Um, I do need to talk about the Buckeyes briefly okay go ahead let's talk about the box (laughs) um i just i i I am encouraged i will i will say that um the the offense hasn't been as it hasn't been the issue uh cj stroud is ridiculously poised for for someone who has as little experience as he has yeah five touchdown passes um should have had a sixth there was an early uh, bomb in the second half that was just barely overthrown. Uh, Chris Olave got his fingertips on it. He was just diving. That was about it. Uh, Travion Henderson, another young guy, every bit the tailback that that uh, we had been led to believe uh, that he would be. Um, Master Teague is a great change of pace. Mayan Williams is a great change of pace. And there, there are a couple other guys who are gaining uh, some significant yardage as backups. Um Offensive line, uh, run blocking has been great. Um, clean pockets for, for Stroud, that, that no doubt has helped him a bunch. Um, but the, the encouraging thing is how the defense is uh, evolving. Um, the, 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 like the pass coverage schemes have been simplified so the guys can, can uh, just read and react, and they don't, they don't have to think about what they're doing. That's helped. Um, there's a little more consistent pressure on quarterbacks that's helped. Um, and so it's like the, the speed, the pace on the defense is getting better. Um, fun stat, uh, there have been four straight games, including last weekend's that, uh, that Ohio state has gotten a pick six. Um, and I think that's sort of indicative of how stuff is changing. It's also indicative. And this is absolutely true. It's also indicative of the level of competition. Um, although I, you know, Maryland's, Maryland's got a fun offense. Uh, and I, 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 I thought they would score more than the, than the, than the 17 that they, they managed on Saturday. Um, and then we got a buy, uh, and then you got Indiana on the road and Penn state at home. Um, Indiana's not the big deal maybe that we thought it would be, um, Penn state got to see what happens with Clifford, I think. Um, although they will still have a, uh, a, a monster defense coming into Columbus. So, um, a long way to go before I'm, I'm happy and, and things are where I would like them to be. But um, Saturday seemed to be just a, a, another step, incremental progress. Uh, and I am pleased as far as that goes. 
Can we talk about uh, the Big Ten East scheduling? And I was, how you pointed this out, and and it's. Uh, oh no um, no no! I I didn't even point out the I didn't point out the second piece of this. Okay, which is, um, listen. Sometimes people say that sports are rigged, and that there is like a there's a narrative that needs yes. to be followed or whatever. But the people who scheduled the Big Ten East this year went for narrative. They went for story. They went for the hashtag content because October 30th is Ohio State Penn State Day, right? Yes. yes. Also on October 30th is Michigan State Michigan. Mm-hmm. So we've got October 30th is like, here's our big four all playing each other. So we can grab like big, big name game in the middle of October. Yep. This is the three, this is, so the four, let's call it the four teams in the Big Ten East, right? Penn State, Mm -hmm. Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State. Mm -hmm. Rip, Rutgers, Rip, Indiana, Rip, Maryland. Yeah. Penn State finishes with Michigan, Rutgers, Michigan State. Yes. Ohio State finishes with Purdue, Michigan State, Michigan. Yes. Michigan finishes with Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State. And Michigan State finishes with Maryland, Ohio State, Penn State. Basically, the top four teams of the Big Ten East will generally play their will play two of the other three teams Mm -hmm. in the last three weeks of the season. Mm -hmm. I see what you did here, Big Ten schedule. (laughs) I'm not an idiot. I see what you've done here. Um, and the fact that they finished the year. So obviously Ohio state, Michigan is last game of the season, Yep. but Penn state, Michigan state is also the last game of the season. Always on the same day. Yes. So you've got this like four way run leading up to the end of the season. So the big 10 may actually be semi interesting coming up to the end of this year because the big 12 continues to shoot itself in the foot. Uh, Oklahoma almost, almost made sure the foot came (laughs) off. Uh, and the PAC 12 is an absolute mess. No one like Oregon's going to win it. Maybe Arizona state, but either way, both of them have one loss. Um, And yeah, I, I I think there's just too much happening. And by the way, the ACC is an absolute dumpster fire. Don't even worry about the ACC. They're not getting a team in the playoff. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Is so, is is there, uh, I'm not going to say best. I'm going to, I'm going to pose this in a different way. Is there a tougher division to win in college football than the big 10 East? This year or generally? This year, right now. This year, I mean, yeah, it's the SEC West. You have to beat Bama. Like Bama is, Bama is the okay. Ohio State of the division, right? Mm-hmm. In order to win the SEC West, you have to beat. You have to get two losses out of Bama during the season. Good luck, mm-hmm. right? The Big Ten East. There's much more of a intra competition to see if anybody can squeeze a second loss out of Ohio state because Penn state can jump up and get Ohio state on a relatively regular basis. Mm -hmm. Michigan state in the East Lansing weather machine can occasionally get Ohio state and Michigan seems this year, like they're a relatively competent team. Right. So they could also jump up and get Ohio state. Plus Ohio state has to go play uh, Purdue. Who's to say what can happen there? That game. Anyways, I didn't mean to do that. I did. I did mean no, to do that. I, no, no, you're fine. Um, you're fine. But in this sort of space, I, like that at Nebraska game for mm-hmm. Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I know. I that's know. A, that's that, that's you, a, 
you, we, we learned last weekend that that's, um, uh, that is not the terrible team that you, that you would expect to see after watching them for the last few years. Um, that Scott Frost They've is, got, is, yeah, is, Scott is, Frost is snake bitten. He's snake bitten. Let's be totally clear is. here. He totally is. This man is snake bitten because he can't seem to pull out a one score game. Uh, and that is usually what will likely get him uh, beyond just his record kicked out of uh, Lincoln at some point. But mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot, there's a, there's a pretty good, there's much more parity this year than there usually is. It's usually Ohio state and can anybody go get Ohio state? There's a lot of parity this year, at least talent wise and capability wise. Um, And even the sec West Alabama doesn't look quite, doesn't look death star mode. They look, Mm -hmm. they've looked mortal in a couple games and Texas A&M actually did it. Hence so, which means that Nick Saban gets to glow because he finally gets to be mad about things and he doesn't have to make it up. He can just be mad about it. And that's frightening. That is, is y'all going to die. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. RIP SEC West, everybody else, the SEC West, it's not going to be fun for the rest of the season. Um, (laughs) We are going to jump in. Uh, we, We do this every year. Uh, in one one weekend when it seems appropriate, um, and I, I thought this would be a good one to do. We're going to jump into uh, full time after dark uh, group of five mode. Um, we're going to start um, before I, I just I, before I turn AJ loose. We're going to start with your Cornell's Big Red Bears report. Um, AJ watched part of this game. I watched uh, the whole game. Did you watch what are you the whole game? About? Okay, I watched the whole it, game. Frustrating. Oh man, they went on. They go on the road to Harvard. Uh, they have uh, the, the, the big red is yet to, to uh, win a game um, tied. I believe tied at 10 at halftime. Yeah. And, and even after giving up a, a long TD uh, in the third quarter, uh, Cornell. Oh, wait, hung no, on. That's, that's when I started watching the game. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> that's when I turned out. I didn't watch the whole game. I started at that. Stop. It was after half. It was after half. Um, sorry. But, but even after that, I mean, it's a one score game. Um, I mean, the, Cornell clearly does not have a prolific offense, but you know they're right there; they're they're within reach. Um, and, and there was a there was a late touchdown that, that kind of put the game away. Uh, it, it, encouraging because Harvard's uh, you know tied for the lead in the conference, um, but but also frustrating. Just can't seem to to uh, put together the kind of effort that would that it would get him over the top. Uh, the best news for the day, Drew Powell, my nephew, who plays football for Cornell, which is why we're, we're doing this, um, got his very first play from scrimmage uh, early in the game. He's a, a blocking back in a short yardage package. So happy to happy to see that. Um, next up for the Big Red hosting non-conference, uh, the Colgate Toothpastes at home on Saturday night. Um, AG, do you have any thoughts about that? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I, uh, I'm go, hoping. Go, 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 go big red. Listen, this is big red versus toothpaste. So what we need, to, this is gum versus toothpaste. And we are cheering against dentistry. That's yes. what we're doing. Yes. I like it. I like or, it. Um, we are the one out of five dentists that say otherwise. <laughs> um, to start, uh, and AG is not doing his normal report this week. No. Um, because we have, we have some games that we, we will talk about. Um, but I wanted to to kind of tap his broad knowledge of of the group of five, um, and I wanted him to let us know there there are obviously um, this is a, a, a topic that's that's been discussed a lot this season because Cincinnati's in the top five, um, Coastal is rolling again, 
uh, San Diego State has has uh, has uh, snuck into the top twenty-five. There there are there are several uh, group of five uh, ranked teams this year, so they're getting a little tension. Um, I want I want AJ. I want you to tell us, name us, uh, give us three teams not ranked in the G five that that we need to be watching, and and why should we be watching them? I'm going to start with uh, my beloved Bulldogs at Fresno State. Um, Jay Kaner is this, this feels a, a little like times. cheating. This feels a little like cheating because this is a little cheating because they were ranked, but <laughs> but but they're not but, but ranked no, now. So I can tell you to watch them anyways. Yes, uh, Fresno State uh, because of Jake Hayner, they have uh, a, an okay defense, but their offense is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and Fresno for a while was looking like the team to beat in the Mountain West. Um, they've since kind of fallen back and San Diego state seems to be the team to beat yeah. in the mountain West. Uh, Cause Fresno took that loss to uh, my beloved rainbow warriors. Uh, but Fresno has Fresno has been the cardiac kids this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so the problem is, is that they're usually on late at night. I'm throwing in a bonus game. Fresno is at Wyoming at three 30 Eastern, which means you can watch Jake Hayner during the day. Um, oh and actually watch that game. That's on FS2 at 3.30. That's so Air, Air Force, or Air, not Air Force, I just read Air Force, Fresno State at Wyoming okay. uh, on Fox Force 2. So you can watch Jake Hayner during the day and not have to stay up super late. That's promising. So that's good. I like that. So there's one. Second, uh, the team of the year. Last year was Coastal Carolina because mm-hmm. it was Coastal, right? Our beloved beach chickens. Yes. Um, the, the shots. This year, meet Meep. It's the Roadrunners at UTSA. I was going to be really disappointed if this wasn't one of the three. Yes, it's UTSA. <laughs> um, they're having an absolute blast. Uh-huh. Um, and they play Rice this week at 6 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. Check your bundles uh, to see if you have that. Um, sidebar, ESPN+, Plus. for the love of God. If you're going to keep shoving games on there, I need more than high school, high school level coverage. It is awful. <laughs> Watching games on ESPN Plus is brutal. No one's the, doing color correction. It looks like crap, and I'm the, mad about um, it. The, the 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 Cornell games. Um, I, it, oh wow, it's brutal. <laughs> it really is. And the it's Harvard like, game actually looked halfway decent. It it, it looked okay. Um, the, the 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 folks in the booth are I would think would be smarter because it's. It's the Ivy League schools, maybe I don't know, um, but yeah, it, it's it's rough. I I love having ESPN Plus that have access to to all that stuff. Um, this is all stuff that used but, to be on ESPN three. They just put it behind a paywall now. Yeah, <laughs> call it what yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then uh, finally, I I gotta call. I gotta stay in the state of Texas. We gotta go to the moon. Uh, UTEP, University mm. of Texas El Paso. Okay. Um, Please sleep on your five and one UTEP miners at your own peril. Bowl bound UTEP, if you'll excuse this. Wow. They okay. play Louisiana Tech this year. Mm-hmm. They still have to play the Meep Meeps, mm-hmm. but it's entirely plausible that UTEP makes a bowl after previously being butt. Um, huh. And if they beat UTSA, they have a legit shot to play for the CUSA title. Like, mm-hmm. no one saw this coming. Uh, I watched uh, UTEP, uh, UTEP, New Mexico State at 1030. I believe that was week zero okay. um, on 
the stream of a local channel in Las Cruces, Mexico, New Mexico, not, not Las Cruces, Mexico in Las Cruces, New Mexico, because <laughs> okay. they just streamed their entire channel on the internet and they were like, cool, here's the UTEP game. Nice. Um, so yeah, pure sicko mode over here watching, finding the, that, that good, good WXPF, whatever the channel was <laughs> streaming the game on the internet. Uh, so yes, UTEP, UTSA, and Fresno State, you should watch them. Bonus team, watch Nevada because Carson Strong is incredible. And we're gonna get we're gonna get to Nevada uh, yeah, in, in, our, in our, our future games. Um, but and that 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 game sounds like it's gonna be a lot of fun. I I, I want to stress one uh, one thing. They are they are not the, um, the the cool kids quite as much this year. Um, but Coastal is fascinating to watch. Uh, because of the offense and and it's yes. such a different approach explain please um like if you're if you're turning on the beach chickens for the first time what are you going to see so one they have a fantastic quarterback in Grayson McCall who is a sophomore yeah which yeah. is absurd he was a freshman last year and was absolutely lights out all year long and mm-hmm. that has not changed um the head coach of coastal carolina is Jamie Chadwell Jamie mm-hmm. Chadwell's name popped up for a lot of jobs in the off season because he's running and in a, in essence option offense like a branch of the triple option but he's passing out of it the way that you would want to out of an actual like option offense there's a lot of there's a lot of concepts that came around obviously urban meyer and various others made the spread option um a a popular thing but it was more read option right where you have the quarterback and the mesh where he's handing the ball off to the running back but doesn't actually let go of the ball until he reads the defensive end and tries to see where the defensive end is going and either pulls it back in to keep it himself or hands it off to the running back and takes the hit from the dn right? That's basically how the spread option concept works. And then you're spreading out the actual wide receivers so that you don't have cornerbacks and safeties coming down into the box to stop this read, right? It's trying to put more people on offense and try to flip the numbers in your favor. Yes. What Jamie Chadwell and Coastal is doing is in essence, a different way of bringing in the actual triple option with an H back and a tailback. So you have a two back set with the quarterback. He has full, you know, flip out, you know, wing T sort of sort of capabilities. Yeah. But also they're keeping passing inside the offense. So they're still running full route trees, too. And this is a really hard offense to try and keep up with because you have to play the option side. So you are going to be, you're playing effectively army or Navy where you got to chase somebody around all day, which sucks. <laughs> Ask Ohio state and any large team who anyway, has to play yes, army or Navy. Yes. No one likes doing it. Yeah. But then you have quarterbacks that are not army or Navy quarterbacks who throw like four or five times a game. You have a quarterback who can throw for 300 yards and throw 20 times a game if he has to. Yes. And it's really hard to plan for that. And so it makes this really wide ranging offense that is likely going to show up in your favorite team's offense within the next five years. Coastal's doing mm-hmm. it first. So if you mm-hmm. want to see somebody who's doing it at its like peak, you mm-hmm. need to watch Coastal now. It's like uh, it's like Dippin' Dots is the offense of the future. Yes, it is. Um, it's it's it, it, it. 
it's frustrating for anyone to have to play an option team. Um, as you, as you mentioned, uh, this adds another coastals offense adds another layer to it. The, the, the triple option. I mean, it's a known quantity. It's, it's a pain in the ass to, to, to have to, to, to scheme. Um, but you know, it's been around forever. Uh, and you, 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 you know, what's coming. Um, and if you're disciplined enough and prepared enough, you, you can, you can handle it. Um, this is a whole different thing. And it's when, when I got around to watching them last season, um, it, it's fascinating. And, and, uh, it, it, and obviously it is posing problems for the, uh, for the opposing defenses. So that that's, that's my bonus. I wanted to, uh, make sure that we, we didn't forget about coastal, uh, as they're, I don't know the ranking off the top of my head, 15, 16, somewhere in there. Um, but uh, they're they're continuing to be a player and starting on, on the, the run that they had last year. We have three three feature games uh, that we're going to talk about. Uh, two of them are actually after dark. Um, one will be uh, at noon, which seems kind of startling, but uh, that's that's how it goes sometimes. At ten thirty on Friday, mm-hmm. uh, San Diego State number twenty four, San Diego State at San Jose State. Uh, you're fighting Brady Brady hoax are favored by nine and a half and an over under that feels like a pretty Midwestern 41 points. What do you, what do you think about this one? Um, so San Diego state is an absolute monster on the ground. Um, mm-hmm. They are averaging 244 yards rushing a game. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, they're, they're not asking their quarterback to do a ton of passing. He's got 389 yards on the year. They are very much a run heavy offense, Mm -hmm. but because they are built the way that they are and because the way the most Mountain West teams are built, San Diego state is running over humans. Um, Mm -hmm. They got, they took Utah to triple overtime uh, and won at home. Mm -hmm. Um, They just beat New Mexico 31 seven. They are, they're just stomping humans. Um, And their rush defense is only allowing 50 yards a game. So they are a Midwest, they are a Midwestern ass team in San Diego. Um, so good for them. Yeah. San Jose state. I was, I had deep hope. Mm-hmm. I really did. I, I was hopeful. They beat Hawaii. Um, they beat New Mexico. They, they've just not, they're not parties over. Uh, Nick's the Nick Starkle party is over. Um, he was having a great 2020 mm-hmm. was really bringing San Jose state back into the, into the fold and, and really bringing them back up. They are three and three this year. They have not been nearly as good as they were in 2020. Uh, I expect the Aztecs to roll here. Okay. Okay. I, um, I, it, it, my, myopic tape on this of course has everything to do with the, the, the guy who used to be the head coach at Michigan. Um, I, Brady Hoke never really had a Excuse chance. me, you mean the guy who was previously the head coach at San Diego State? I, I will get to that. I will get to that. Um, <laughs> I, I, Brady, Brady never really had a chance uh, to settle in at Ann Arbor, um, even though, ladies and gentlemen, there's there's one head coach at Michigan since Lloyd Carr who has beaten Ohio State, and, and, and that was Brady Hoke. Um, I don't know what the Michigan folks wanted from him, but, uh, you know, after I was four or five seasons, um, they were not happy and couldn't wait to hire a guy, uh, from the NFL who can't seem to win a rivalry game to save his life. 
They wanted their prodigal son. Yes. Yeah, they did. They, the, um, the Michigan story goes like this. Brady Hoke wasn't going to get better than Brady Hoke was at Michigan. He just mm-hmm. wasn't going to, there wasn't, it was, it obviously yeah. didn't really get time to settle in, but there wasn't any, um, there wasn't anything that came in that said, Oh yeah, this is definitely working. Mm-hmm. He needs more time. Mm-hmm. It was very clearly like, yep, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And, Mich- and a Michigan man does not settle. And so he, they had to go hire somebody else and they wanted the most Michigan man possible, which was Jim Harbaugh. And once Jim Harbaugh became available from the NFL, they said, Jimothy, it's time to come home. And, and when mom is calling, Jim's answering. So Jim Harbaugh took the chance to go coach his alma mater and bow, bow it up and all that other stuff. And now he's Jim Harbaugh, Michigan head coach on the hot seat. And and now Michigan's a basketball school, but but ooh, ooh. can we stop hiring prodigal sons? <laughs> looking at you, Nebraska. Looking at you, Michigan. Uh, it's a dicey proposition. Um, in his second go round at, at San Diego State, uh, as you as you mentioned, it, it's it is not a West Coasty team at all. Um, mm. It is it is created in Brady's image, which is uh, uh, we're going to pound the ball. Um, we're going to play excellent defense, um, giving up under 300 yards a game, giving up under 16 points a game. Um, the, the Aztecs win, and the folks in Ann Arbor keep going, ah, maybe, should we have kept him? Maybe? Probably not. Uh, San Diego State is 2-0 and in the Pac-12 this year. Uh, that would that would have them in um, San Diego State. That'd probably be uh, Pac-12 South. So, yeah. Yeah. There, there we go. There we go. Yeah, and uh, they beat the brakes off of Arizona. <laughs> um, good for Brady. I make fun of Brady a lot, but um, it is it's cool to see him. He's also, a, he's listen, a good guy, Brady's, and it's cool to see him. Brady doing is this. he's living his best life. He looks like he's trimmed up. Yeah, he's like I'm. I'm enjoying the the maximum amount of vitamin D that the human body can maintain because of San Diego's <laughs> weather. I'm enjoying these fish tacos. I'm having, I'm living my best life. You know, we're keeping the carbs down. He looks like he could go for a run tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like Brady looks like and he's he living never, his best he life. He never and... looked like that when he was in Ann Arbor. No, not once. No. And you know what my favorite part of this? Because yeah, <laughs> listen, he, how many casseroles do you think that man had to eat going on recruiting trips? Daily. 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 Right? At he's recruiting California one. now. Yeah. He's recruiting California now. It's grain bowls now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he gets to live his best life. King, and King guess what? Salads. You know, do you know how much pressure he has? Zero. None. He has no pressure. <laughs> he's not like expecting, he's not expecting to carry a hundred years of football history on his shoulders. Right. He's like, I just got to win some football games mm-hmm. and I'm going to play it in a place with delightful weather. Good and, for you, Brady. Yeah. Go, go get your boat and, and uh, chill in the off season and come back and beat the crap out of everybody again next fall. Uh, <laughs> noon on Saturday. I, I wish this matchup sort of was is is what it seems to be in name, but it, this year, unfortunately, it is not. UCF at Cincinnati, pardon me, number three Cincinnati. Um, UC is favored by twenty one. The over under here is fifty seven and a half. Um, what do you think about this one? Cincinnati's too good. Yeah, Cincinnati um, beat the brakes off of. Uh, Notre Dame Uh they didn't even look like they put up a sweat against Temple they they look every bit the number three team in the country 
they are giving up very little on offense or they're giving up very little on defense. They're putting up a ton of points on offense. They are, they are playing like a top five team is supposed to, <laughs> right? If I were to say, Hey, this team is putting up 41 points per game on offense, 12 points per game on defense. They have 438 yards of offense and they're giving up less than 300 yards on defense. Who would you say that is? And you would say, <laughs> Oh, that's, I don't know. It's probably uh, Ohio state or somebody like that. Yeah. No, that's Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the, the key difference here is how do you, hold on, I was looking to see where's, where's this. I just wanted to actually see what Ohio state's numbers were and I can't find the Ohio state game next week. Uh, uh, there's a, a, a bye this week. No, um, next week, next they week play at Indiana. They, oh, that's the ABC game of the week. Yes. All right, cool. Yes. Uh, why? Uh, but let's see here. Uh, <laughs> television is why. Tele- yeah, television same, is same why. Reason, I there's a whole bunch of people in the middle of Ohio. Same reason that Akron was was a prime was a prime time game. Um, let's see. Here's Ohio State's numbers. Yes. Forty eight and a half points per game. Yeah. Twenty points per game allowed. Five hundred sixty two total yards and yes. three hundred eighty seven yards allowed. Uh, okay. There might okay. be some skew in there from from the Oregon game, but honestly, like mm-hmm. Cincinnati is putting up similar numbers to Ohio state. Yeah. Ohio state uh, no, I, there's, there's no question. Yes. Yeah. So I think um, that's the, I think that's the key difference here. I UCF and, though. And so far I, I, you could argue, I think that, that uh, UC's played better competition. Um, so yeah, I mean, I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm as much of a homer as anybody, but, but uh it might be that at the moment, uh, Cincinnati is the best college football team in the state of Ohio right now. I mean, they both have the, uh, hold on. I was about to make a terrible, I was about to make a joke there and I don't know that I can make that joke distinctly yet. Hold on. <laughs> okay. I need to, I need to click wait, one link. Wait for the... Let's see. Oh no, that, that never mind. I was going to say Ohio state does have two more big 10 wins than Cincinnati does. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I, the, I, the, the symbolic thing about this game is that there is UCF national championship gear out there from a few years ago when they went undefeated uh, and, and were, were, were shut out of uh, the, the playoff. Um, Cincinnati's in a similar position right now. And, and uh, the difference is, uh, and I think you and I agreed that they, they need to not just win out, but they need some style points um, to, to stay in the conversation. But they they actually have an opportunity, I think, to to kick the door down and 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 to really to, to play for the thing for real. Um, this game should not be a hard one for them, and in fact, it, it might be an opportunity for another opportunity for uh, a big win and the style points they need to uh, to to get to the to the postseason that they want to have, uh, rather than the postseason that that UCF had a few years back. This one, I, the, AJ, the, I just included this one totally for you. 10 yeah, 30, I think ten thirty Saturday, Hawaii at yeah. Nevada. The Wolfpack is favored by fourteen. The over under is sixty one, which is not a crazy number, but we're getting up in the area that makes you happy, right? Yeah, that is correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, what do you got? So I am, uh, for those of you podcasting as a visual medium, um, I am wearing my beloved Hawaii Rainbow Warriors hoodie. I, there will be uh, right a, there will be a screen cap for for those who are uh, uh, listening. Um, you'll you'll find one on the uh, on the Facebook page. Yes, the yes. Hawaii Rainbow Warriors are off of the Big Island, which means uh, this will likely go poorly for them. Um, 
there's there is a different level of play that they have when they are at home like when they beat fresno uh two Mm -hmm. weeks ago um they are a much better team on the big island than when they are not there um but you get to watch hawaii and nevada play nevada has carson strong carson strong is going to be playing on sundays he is currently uh, he's got 14 touchdowns and three picks on the year, and he's thrown for almost 1,600 yards. Yeah. Jesus. It's week seven. <laughs> um, they, are, they are throwing 350 yards a game. Mm-hmm. Um, they are barely running the football because they don't need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and Carson Strong, is he's the guy who you're going to see. if you, He's possibly the best quarterback prospect coming out this year. Okay. And I say that, with, I say that in Bo Nix's face. I say that in all these other quarterbacks' faces. Yeah, Carson Strong is the, probably going to be the best uh, prospect coming out this year. Okay, um, so you need to watch him now, so you can say, "Man, I was cool. I remember when he was playing in Nevada when he played at ten thirty at night on CBS Sports Network, the ne- the network of champions." You need <laughs> if you want to if you want like those cool football hipster points, you got to watch Nevada at ten thirty at night on mm-hmm. CBS Sports Network. Um, yes, this spread is absolutely correct. Uh, Hawaii is fine; um, they are not that good. Uh, and this over-under seems right. Both teams allowing quite a bit. Um, Hawaii's yeah. giving up 437 yards a game. Yeah. Uh, Nevada's giving up 375 yards a game. So this <laughs> should just be a straight shootout. And yes. uh, Carson's probably going to fire faster. So Okay. Um, okay. Chevron Cordero, just listen. I, be- I-, I love you, Chevron Cordero. I, I really do hope that um you give the credit you deserve because your your stat line is not giving you that right now (laughs) (laughs) okay okay um my my take on this one um the 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 guy who tries to look at games and and think analytically would point out that you know hawaii does have a recent win over fresno state um so maybe maybe the rainbow warriors are, are kind of figuring stuff out um, but as aj said that's that's a home game versus uh something here on the continent so yeah, you take that with a grain of salt. This this game is interesting to me because this is what AJ is talking about when he picks the games that he likes to talk about. Um, my, I, I think the pick is Nevada. Sure, um, I am rooting for the over, um, and maybe maybe with a few overtimes that would be kind of cool. Um, even if it would keep me up way 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 past my bedtime, I think it would end up being worth it. Uh, boys and girls, you can hear the Carla and Crappy Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn, and uh, several other podcasting hosts. You can watch us on YouTube and on the show's Facebook page. If you like us, please subscribe, rate, review. And if you don't, mind your own damn business. Uh, and be sure to come back next week to see exactly how wrong we were. AJ, do you have a final thought? I do. Okay. Um, this week's Yukon watch, um, oh, right. Yukon right, right, right. having Yukon having lost last week to UMass, thus proving that they are the worst team in FBS. It's not okay. even close now. Y'all. Okay. UMass whooped them and Vandy, uh, beat them. So we actually have, cons- <laughs> we've significantly laid down that Yukon is the worst team in all of FBS football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are playing the Yale Bulldogs. Uh, the Yale Bulldogs, who beat hmm. the uh, Cornell Big Red 23-17 yes. uh, a few weeks ago, uh, just lost to Dartmouth in overtime. But um, uh, and and <clears throat> so that that puts them, uh, excuse me, middle of the pack in the Ivy League. Yes, they are two and two. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm I'm just going to say this: UConn, watch out. 
Like, I don't think the, I don't, I don't know that UConn can win this game either. And at that point, I feel like you got to shut the program down. Mm-hmm. If, if there's, there's way too much going on here from a, uh, UConn, they just look lost as a team. They don't seem like they're like, they even care. Um, they, they, had they won against Wyoming and mm-hmm. maybe gotten Vandy, mm-hmm. I think you could you could see maybe a, a a turn in their feelings, turn in their emotions around the team. But no, UConn is zero and seven. They play Yale this week. Uh, then they are uh, then they play Middle Tennessee. Then they have a bye, and then they play Clemson. Ooh, we'll so have to, we'll have to see if we can get like a bonus pick out of Carla for for UConn and Middle. Um, Yes. We, we might be able to finagle that from her. I don't know. We'll uh, tickets, just so you know, tickets as low as $12 for the Yale game. Tickets as low as $9 for the Middle Tennessee game. Tickets as low as 10 bucks. That's at Clemson. So if you want to go see Death Valley, I guess you could go do that. Uh, tickets as low as $7. Actually, would be cool, actually. Texas, or not, te- uh, tickets as low as $7 at UCF. And tickets as low as $9 at home against Houston. Um, they got Houston to come play them in stores in November. Good for you, whoever the AD is. In wow, I want to hire. You. I want to hire that person because um, they <laughs> know what they're doing. Uh, that's that's a nice bit of work, um, and maybe the the bright spot in in UConn season. Um, I, I don't have a final thought per se, but um, one of the things that I wanted to do as I had guest hosts on, even though even though AJ it's our Ken Jennings, he is a a, a known quantity. Um, AJ listens to a lot of college football podcasts. Uh, when I when we when I when I see uh, AJ both AJ and I both live in Pittsburgh. Whenever we see each other in person, he's like, "Did you hear this? Did you hear this?" And I'm always always almost always like, uh, "No." Um, so I want to. I'm going to pick AJ's brain uh, for just a second, real quick. Your top three non Carla and Crappy show college football podcasts. Go. Uh, I'm going to start with Split Zone Duo. Okay. Uh, Split Zone Duo is a really great podcast that came out of the fallen ashes of SB Nation slash Banner Society. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally, it was podcast Ain't Played Nobody with Stephen Godfrey uh, and then Alex Kirshner, Pittsburgh Zone, mm-hmm. and uh, Richard Johnson uh, now carry the banner forward uh, as Split Zone Duo. Okay. Uh, they do a a show during the week where they cover the upcoming week's games, talk about coaching searches and that sort of stuff because Steve uh, Godfrey and Richard Johnson are fairly plugged into the coaching circle. So you get to hear that sort of stuff, which is always interesting. Um, And then they do a 30 minute, uh, what they call whip around show on Sunday where Mm -hmm. they go cut, like go back and forth on the various games and what happened and cover everything for about a minute or two. Uh, It's really great. Uh, You can sign up for their Patreon where you get bonus episodes on things where they're like, Hey, this is behind a paywall. So we'll save way more stuff here than we will on public shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they're great. Uh, I also listen to uh, the shutdown full cast. If you would like uh, the classic the uh, the internet's only college football podcast i'm just on a hey I'm wait a, a minute what wait i'm kidding. the internet's only college football podcast that, that they say it and that means it's true um but they <laughs> they have a, a blast just kind of making fun of college football mm-hmm. you need like you you get this knowledge that goes into your brain but then it comes out the other side and it's just 
kind of goofy. Like this week, instead of covering what's happening this week, they talked about what's the dumbest fist fight you've ever seen or been in, right? So this is the sort of dumb things that helps you turn your brain off and it's just a good giggle. Uh, I, they also I, do a show. I will admit, I, I, I approach Shutdown Fullcast with the mind with the mindset of a, a serious college football fan. Although you know, I knew there, there's humor, humor involved. And um, it, it took me I'm three episodes where I'm finally just like, screw it. These guys are amazing. And, 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 you, should, and you should listen. And, and yeah, you, will, you will accidentally learn things um, about college yes. football as you go along and, and while you're laughing for however long the, uh, the, the, the show is. Yes. So I can, I also I can recommend the inverse. If you follow them on Twitter, you will get a notification sometime late on Saturday night. None know mm-hmm. the hour. Um, but you will get a notification to that they are on their Twitter space because they record their like review, like week in review show mm-hmm. at midnight or at the as the like primetime games end. And it's just all live and back and forth oh, and man. insanity. So games are still happening. Like mm-hmm. USC's losing by 40 or whatever. And they're like, <laughs> oh man, you know what's really like, you know what's really great? Alabama loses mm-hmm. and Michigan, Nebraska comes down the wire, Notre Dame, Virginia Tech come down the wire, and there's USC over there just getting their asses kicked in. Like we love <laughs> to see it. Thanks, USC, for making this easier for us. Like it's... that sort of thing, right? So okay. there's that. And then okay. finally, uh, finally. The, the, finally, the solid verbal. Uh, the solid okay. verbal are the like OGs of the college football podcasting game with Dan and Ty. <laughs> I used to listen to them on car trips. I used to drive a lot for work. And so Mm. they would have like an hour and a half, two hour show. And it's like, okay, cool. Put all that stuff into my brain. They're both incredibly smart. They're both very, very good. They are, uh, I believe they, they helped promote the Bruce Feldman Stanford body blow theory. Like you play Stanford and then uh, you go play your next game and you're still sore. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So the Stanford body blow theory, the letdown look ahead sandwich, um so there's there's a number of different things that they've they've brought into the world they were the people who came up with clemsoning so in case you yes. uh, they they came up with clemsoning one of, one of our favorite terms. to bed mm-hmm. yes clemsoning came from the solid verbal um so we i highly recommend you go listen to them um honestly i don't even turn on a espn for any of their coverage because it's all stupid and it's always like what does this mean for the playoff because they have to make sure that as many people watch yes. the playoff as possible yes um split zone duo and podcast played nobody podcast ain't played nobody the original mm-hmm. version um is the reason why i follow the stupid it's the okay. reason why i watch the scoreboard and look for things like utsa and utep and mm-hmm. coastal and all these other things because there are 130 teams in fbs football yes to focus on the top eight is very silly when there's 122 other teams mm-hmm. that play games and have their own rivalries and have their own things. And when you see that and you feel it, like you see this and what it means to some of these schools to, you know, like Clemson, South Carolina is a low key hateful rivalry. Mm-hmm. Like Ohio state and Michigan, y'all are cute. Clemson and South is Clemson, South Carolina people truly hate each other. Mm-hmm. And they needle each other constantly. And mm-hmm. for years, there would be back and forth, right? Ohio State's held serve for, what, 20 years now? They it's occasionally a lose a – they occasionally it's- drop a point. But for the most part, it's Ohio State just ruining everything for Michigan. Yes. It's what new and interesting way can Michigan lose this game? It's – Clemson and South Carolina for years went back and forth. Mm-hmm. Texas and Oklahoma yeah. is the same way. And you can find these rivalries between schools where they, they truly don't like each other. 
Mm-hmm. Like Ohio State and Penn State again. That's adorable. But like that's that's not uh, that. That That's game new. is not Michigan. Michigan, it, it is new. Um, I I put a lot of emphasis on it because of where I live, um, and and I don't want to have to deal with Penn State fans in my face all year long. Um, so yeah, the, the, the Michigan Ohio State's another level. Uh, I, I I would quibble with you about the level of animosity, um, but but yeah, I mean there there is so much more out there. Um, and AJ has been awesome in opening my eyes to, um, to to being a little less myopic about about my my college football watching. I'm I'm, I'm still a Big Ten guy, and and I will be sure. But but and you want to follow your conference, yeah. and I totally get that because yeah. you have a deep fandom to one team. I, I don't. But there's there is so much <laughs> great stuff. There is so much yeah. great stuff out there. Um, when when um uh, in in another couple of weeks when the MAC games start showing up in the middle of the week on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, that's that's heaven to me. That is that is awesome. Um, and uh, one of my one of my great joys is when I go out to Columbus to get ready for a tailgate party with my folks. Uh, is whatever game is on Sunday night. I will, you know, we'll do whatever prep work we need to do. And I will sit down and watch that stuff. And AJ, that's, that's largely, that's largely thanks to you and, and what you have opened my eyes with and um, uh, opened my eyes to in, in the, the years that you have been on the show. So I appreciate that. It's working for at least one person. Thanks, Crappy. Yeah. I'm trying my best. If you're out there and you follow a G5 <laughs> team, know that I'm probably aware of, of your team and he I've is. probably watched their games. Not probably. Um, I've probably watched your team's games. Honestly, the Mac, because they played during the week, I don't get a chance to watch as many Mac games as I should. Mm. Um, in fact, we just missed uh, App State getting obliterated by ULL. Yes, um, we're, we're recording on Wednesday night, and, and uh, that that was a beaten. I regret to inform you, App State, that it does not get better because you got to play Coastal next week. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Somebody, somebody in the Sunbelt office hates you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, boys and girls, um, uh, we we should all thank AJ uh, for uh, hanging with us for the last two weeks. Um, it has been educational and fun, uh, and uh, he will be with us all season with his his uh, reports for Pac-12, G5, whatever the hell else happens after the sun goes down, and sometimes before the sun goes down. Um, mm-hmm. So AJ, thank you very much, my friend. I appreciate the help this this uh, this year. And cheers to you and your hot cheers. water. And, my and, hot water. Uh, and boys mm. and girls, thank you very much for watching once again. Um, come back. We'll be we'll be back here again next week. See y'all. Bye. <laughs>